You're listening to the Before Midnight Podcast with your host, Felicia and Jessica. Grab your Bible and a cup of something warm. We're going to chat about making the most of the magically transformed lives we've been given. Welcome back to the podcast. We are so glad that you're here joining us. And today we are going to talk about a very thrilling and exciting topic, (laughs) and that is fighting against discouragement and doubt. And we were actually just coming up with topic ideas and I felt like I thought of this because I felt like I've been going through quite a bit of discouragement lately. Yeah. And so I think it's just something that we all deal with. So we want to dive into the topic of, you know, discouragement, doubt, how we can practically fight against it and, you know, what advice we would maybe give to people who may be going through some of this right now. And as you might be able to tell, if you're watching this on YouTube, we uh, are still in the Valentine's Day spirit. <laughs> yes, we're aware it's no longer Valentine's so just, Day. So <laughs> just roll with it. Just roll with just it. Just roll with it. And if you want to know what all these rose petals are about, check out our episode from last week on yes. Valentine's Day and, and you'll see what we did. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but you mentioned that discouragement seems to be a very common topic. Like I've also kind of been going through it right now. And... Um, I actually just listened to a sermon like last week, I think it was, and the topic was about the same kind of thing. And so it seems like it's just something that a lot of people are dealing with. And um, when I was kind of thinking about my own situation and the specific things that I've been a little bit more discouraged on, I realized that every single hard thing in life, um, whether it's like you're pursuing something like a dream career or, you know, you're trying to strengthen your marriage or you're thinking about moving to a different place anything that um is worth fighting for is going to be difficult at times right and i found this quote from theodore roosevelt and it says nothing in the world is worth having or worth doing unless it means effort pain difficulty i have never in my life envied a human being who led an easy life i have envied a great many people who led difficult lives and led them well So that just wraps it up. You know, it's like there, everything in life that we're going to want to do that takes more effort. Um, it, it can be discouraging, right? Because it takes more time and it just takes Mm -hmm. more energy from us. And we don't always see the results we want to see right away. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. And I, I think discouragement is something that we all deal with. Like you said, I really think it's one of the main tactics of the enemy, because think about it. If you're doing Mm -hmm. well and you're kind of progressing in the things that God has for you and you know, you're, you're kind of moving forward in your life. The enemy does not want you to do that. And so what can he do? He can't really do anything to you, but he plays mind games, right? We know the battles in our mind. And I think one way he does this is through discouragement, because I don't know about you, but when I start getting discouraged and I have discouraging thoughts, yeah, it's like hindering to me. I mean, Mm -hmm. I almost get like paralyzed sometimes. It's like, I know I let myself think on them and I'm letting them in, but it gets to the point where it feels almost overwhelming sometimes. And I just get so mentally exhausted. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I so tired? You know, why, why the things that I was excited about doing in the morning, a couple days ago, I'm like, or yeah, or even just that morning when the day is new and fresh and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this, this by the evening. I'm like, why should I even try those things? I no one wants to see that from me. It's like, you know, yeah. I just get so discouraged. And it's like, and then I wake up the next morning and I'm fine. And, and it's I don't, back. Yeah. it's like, what is this roller coaster like of my emotions, you For know? Sure. And so it's just such a hard thing to deal with because it feels so real in the moment. It doesn't feel like you have control over it. Yeah. It feels like something that's happening to you. Yeah. You know? Sure. Yeah. 
And I think another thing that can make us feel so discouraged is seeing the amount of people that we're able to see doing so many different things with their life. Yeah. Like specifically social media and whether, like, I don't know, it's been times where people are doing um, similar things that I want to do eventually with their career or mm-hmm. even like, let's be real, you know, people are doing podcasts and stuff like that and they're yeah. doing really just got well. real. It real just got over, very, very real. <laughs> and, um, you know, the thing is when we have the availability to see everybody all the time and everything that they're doing, this is not a negative thing, but the truth is, is that everyone's going to seemingly be, at least you're going to find one person probably who's mm-hmm. going to be seemingly doing better than you in mm-hmm. an area because there's millions of people, you know, and you're all in billions, billions, there's of billions, people. actually, I'm like, what <laughs> people, sorry to pop that bubble, but yeah, I'm like, this is worse. No, like, it's so much worse than I thought. I'm so discouraged right now. And cut. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, because there's so many people, billions, supposedly, billions. It, like, you're going to be seeing everybody on different journeys and different time periods. And there's always going to be that person that's like a little bit farther ahead, air quotes, than you, you know? So Mm -hmm. just realizing that that discouragement can be coming from the comparison Mm -hmm. that you are putting yourself up against other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Theodore Roosevelt (laughs) said, comparison is a thief of joy. Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that. I know, and Nehemiah chapter 8 says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Mm -hmm. So you can really see how if the enemy wants to steal your strength, he's after your joy. Yeah. And he can get your joy by getting you to compare with yourself to each other um, and just really kind of allow that discouragement to settle in and then you're kind of stealing your own joy (laughs) away you're not drawing on that and you Mm -hmm. feel depleted and so I mean Felicia is all hope lost are we just lost with the discouragement and doubt game I don't think so so we are going to share some practical ways because I mean I don't know we don't know what our points are but I know mine are not super spiritual, but very practical. <laughs> mine actually aren't either. Okay, I wonder good. if they're similar. Okay. And because I mean, I think we all know, okay, you need to spend time with God. You need yeah. to spend time in the word. It's like you need to probably be going, listening to encouraging messages. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, these are all things we know. <laughs> they might be some of your points. I it may know. be. Yeah. It may be, you know, we know this, but you know, there's things that we know we ought to do, but mm-hmm. I think we just want to kind of share a few things that I know for me, these are things that are just really practical that help me either maintain the mentality of, of not letting myself get discouraged or help me when I am kind of feeling those discouraging and doubtful thoughts start, start to creep in. So what's the first one? Let me unlock my phone. Oh, gosh. <laughs> unlock my phone. I thought you might go first because my phone my phone went blank, but I'll you go first. You want me to go first? No, it's okay. I'll go. Okay. So my first one is, and this is, bear with me. My first practical tip for fighting against discouragement and doubt is having a morning routine. And this sounds really weird, but I think this is what helps me. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> morning routine. Morning routine. Yay. <laughs> so, and trust me, I'm not suggesting that you get up at 5 a.m., work out, read your Bible, conquer the world, and then start the rest of your day. 
if that's you, that's awesome and more power to you. But I've heard so many people talk down to me about how you're supposed to, you know, if you don't wake up at 5 a.m., you don't have a dream, you're pretending to have one. And it, it makes just makes me feel like <laughs> I'm crap. dreaming just fine at 7 Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm dreaming sleeping. just fine. I've got lots of dreams, okay? And I'll dream longer than you yeah, because I'm sleeping, sleeping longer. longer. <laughs> Uh, for real there it is but I just there it is and it's like I would actually consider myself a morning person and I know this is like opposite for us but I get so tired at night that most of my creative energy happens more in the morning ah however I do not love getting up super early I do get up earlier than Jeff (laughs) it's kind of like my me time but he'll stay up till 1 or 2 a.m working without me and I'm in bed you know like passed out Mm -hmm. and so that's just kind of how we operate but I noticed that when I, I sleep in a little bit longer than I wanted to and I wake up and I just kind of start my day with what needs to happen, like get my coffee, answer emails, jump into work, right? Like kind of yeah. jump into my duties. I noticed that I kind of feel off the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a lot more susceptible to some of these more negative, discouraging thoughts because I kind of start my day in a hurry and, and frazzled. And I don't feel like I'm, like, I I almost go through the day feeling like I'm behind, even if I'm not, but I feel like I'm behind. I'm losing time. I feel the same way. It's so true. And it's like, for me, it's kind of more, if I sleep in, I have such more positive thought processes when I kind of wake up a little bit earlier than Mm -hmm. I have to. And I can just kind of like slowly move into the day. Mm -hmm. But when I wake up later than I wanted to, I'm already feeling so hard on myself. And I'm like, man, why did I snooze? Like now I'm having to run late. And then you're already just kind of discouraged. Like how many times do you hit the snooze button, Felicia? Recently, it's been three times. Three. But let me tell you, I got this really good alarm clock. on Amazon and it's a sound machine and an alarm clock and it is not Hatch because I know that that's like the big one on the market. This one's like like 10% of the price of a Hatch but it has the noise machines and I really like the alarm sounds. It's like a bird and it's actually helping me wake up but I still snooze three times. (laughs) I really, yeah. I I like listening to, I don't know if you ever heard like Stephanie Gretzinger's album I forget what it's called, but she has one called Morning, a song called Morning Song. And it kind of slowly, it's like, I'm waking up, I'm waking up. It's like the song almost feels like a sunrise. That's beautiful. And it's really calm. And so I like doing that. You don't need a hatch. You have your own sunrise. Well, I have to get up quickly because I I don't want to wake up Jeff, you know, because I don't want him to get up. I want to have my time alone. (laughs) That's hilarious. So it's kind of like, I'm kind of like, okay, wake me up and then let's sneak out. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, I think just having a morning routine is so good. And again, I think I failed at this so many times because I, I thought I had to have this super sophisticated, high-maintenance morning routine. Yeah. And I never kept it. You know, I don't enjoy working out in the mornings. I don't enjoy getting up super early. I don't, mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that people do I don't enjoy. And if I don't enjoy it, I won't do it. And so I really just kind of work to maintain a pretty easy morning routine without it being super rigid. You know, I kind of get up put my contacts in and sneak out of the bedroom quietly like a like a little fox and I go downstairs and I have my coffee already made I, I program my coffee pot the night before that's it very smells, important right because it smells you can good smell it. and it wakes you up and I um I get my cup of coffee and I usually sit and I read my bible because that's about the only thing I functionally can do mm-hmm. and that kind of helps wake me up and I sit my coffee and then sometimes I journal or I usually have like my creative work in the morning so I have a full-time job so I will sometimes, Jeff will do some of his creative side work at night. 
I'll do mine in the morning before my job hours start. And so I'm kind of giving a lot of my like best mental energy to it. And then I start my work day feeling productive because I did mm-hmm. something, even yeah. if it was just for an hour. For sure. And that going back to fighting discouragement, this has really helped me because I notice when I don't do that, like I said, it's just, I feel like I'm a lot more susceptible to those mm-hmm. discouraging thoughts. But when you start the day, yes in the word, yes with coffee, these things we understand are important, but it's also just kind of feeding other parts of your life <laughs> because when we're busy, it's easy to just focus on the the like vital things. Like yeah. I just like, we've been so busy at work sometimes that I only focus on work. I neglect my health. I neglect my fitness. I neglect, you know, my time just reading books I love. So my own like soul happiness, I neglect these other things. And so I think it's easy to get discouraged when you're not feeding the other areas of your life. We did an episode on this. We were talking about being productive, but not just in one area. Yeah, I was trying to think which episode was that. I I know, we'll we'll include it in the, we'll link it below and include it in the video. But it's really good. It talks about being productive in not just your career, but also your health, also your your home, also, you know, also your your things for fun. Mm -hmm. So because I don't do well trying to do creative work at night, I make sure I do it in the morning and then my evenings. I set aside more for, I might do some work, but then when it hits like, I'm I'm saying like nine o'clock, this brain is done. Okay. It's done. Unless God does something and then I can have a great, and that has happened. Supernatural event happened. Yeah. Supernatural event has happened and I've done great work at night, but typically I just know thyself, right? Know thyself. (laughs) I do not do well at night working. And so I will spend that time, you know, reading and resting and Mm -hmm. maybe planning some things, but that's about it. And so I think if you just establish morning routines, evening routines, plan times in your day, to actually like feed these other parts of your life and your soul. And then it's really going to help you not get so obsessed with one area. And that's when you get vulnerable to discouragement. For sure. Yeah. Um, I have found with discouragement for myself, one thing that really helps me is um, keeping my eyes off of the end goal that I'm wanting and and just stepping into the next right thing, right? Mm. Because for me, like I, one example I think of, and I don't know why, but this was always so difficult for me. Whenever I'd get a paper in high school, like a paper that I'd have to mm-hmm. write and it was long, I would not want to do it. I would procrastinate and procrastinate mm. because I was so focused on, I have to write five pages mm. or like six pages or eight pages. Um, and I realized that whenever I would start doing it, I'm like, man, I just wrote one page and it was totally not that big of a deal. You mm. know, like yeah. breaking instead of looking at the end goal of something that you're trying to accomplish yeah. and it being so scary and so big, just do the next the next thing that you can do, you know, Mm -hmm. like you don't need to jump to the, to number 10, you know, one, two, Mm -hmm. three, just like kind of move. And you need, you're going to need to help me with this because another thing I was thinking about was our squat challenge. Oh my God. How many squats was that? 10,000? We did a 10,000 Okay, it was 10,000. It was. And I look back on that now. I couldn't even believe it when I was like thinking about this. I'm like, it could not have been 10,000. 
but it was, it was and I, I remember <laughs> like guys I am not a squatter like I'm not I'm not like in good shape I'm not in great shape yeah, get up let's see, let's see. I'm like okay <laughs> 10,000 right now yes so like when you think about stuff like that and I look back and I'm like wow how do we do 10,000 the way that we did 10,000 squats over a month's time right like how many was it a day it was like it was a small it was so easy we like stopped three times a day or two times a day and did like maybe a hundred squats or something yeah which sounds like a lot but yeah. try I mean you do them fast we, do I would have fast. a playlist yeah yeah and you I made a playlist <laughs> you made a playlist and an excel spreadsheet and yeah. I love that so much. it was good it had a lot Jonas Brothers yes. you know had some good stuff and you just you know, I feel out. like I, I found that playlist recently and I was like ooh, I'm gonna run to this it's a playlist. It's the squat challenge playlist maybe yeah. we should share it but yeah, it was a little bit every day. But what happened is if you went several days without doing it, how far behind you were got yeah. so discouraging. Exactly. And so, you know, yeah, I really like that. Just kind of taking it one step at a time because something that's really um, big right now is vision boards. Yeah. Which I guess have always been a big thing. And but I think seem, they're great. They seem a little bigger right now for some they reason. They seem, like, yeah, this like year a really big specifically. deal. Yeah. A really big deal. I do not have one. I'm not against them. I think yeah. they're good because they're you need good. to have vision in your life. Mm-hmm. You need to know where you want to go. For sure. So that you can be taking steps that are actually going to take you where you want to go. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes it's easy, especially in our culture that kind of seems to just only talk about them. It's easy to just kind of always have that vision of like, where you want to be and maybe that's where you need to be 10 years from now but it's always before you and so you feel like such a failure because you're so far away from that yeah. goal and it's very overwhelming when you it's look so at it from like and like the five-year plan you know like it's a good thing to think about like you said yeah yeah but um it makes me think of it, that verse in the bible where jesus says today's troubles are enough for today like mm-hmm. i realize tomorrow this, will take care of itself tomorrow <laughs> will take care of itself and he'll yeah. be in tomorrow right yes. like we're not we don't have the weight mm. of the world on our shoulders he will yeah. be there tomorrow he wants us to rest and trust him and just realize like be in the moment you know there's so many verses about like not living in the past not living in the future and kind of just being in the present and just realizing Mm -hmm. that you can only do so much in a day but if you just move forward if you just take a couple steps forward at a time you'll eventually get to where you want to go and it's just like taking Mm -hmm. stuff little by little little by little it's so true because and I'm I see Jesus warning us about this so much and we really realize that we only have grace for today. You know, my grace is sufficient for you, but it's only for today, right? Mm -hmm. Tomorrow's worries will take care of itself. You don't have the grace to deal with tomorrow's problems. You don't have the grace to deal with your problems when you reach the goals that you are setting for yourself. And so just kind of realizing, okay, it's good to plan. It's good to have a a plan, a vision, you know, of where you want to go so that you're not just wandering aimlessly, but to kind of, yeah, like focus on, okay, what's the next step? What's the next step? Because that's the only thing he gives you the grace exactly. for. And that's like the important thing to remember about Jesus is we can plan whatever we want to plan, but he's the one that establishes our steps and mm-hmm. he's the one that is going to be kind of pointing us to where he wants us to go every mm-hmm. day, right? Because it's like I could have tried to plan my five-year plan when I was still living in Florida, and I would have been way off because yeah. God had an, oh my a gosh. plan for me to move. God and has marry. such a better plan for me too. <laughs> such it's a better like, plan. Thank God our plans don't always happen. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, you were just saying that verse. I love how it says, "His word is a light into our feet, a lamp into our path." And what happens when you're holding like a little lamp? Like you only have light <gasps> for like one step. This. 
Oh, I was just thinking about that. Well, That's I said so it first, good. so <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna cut it out and I'm gonna say it. <laughs> no, Jessica Giamo. But yeah, I mean, and it's, I think we've probably all it's heard true. that before, but it's true. And like, we don't think about it, but his he gives us direction for the next step. And if you can't trust him with that step, you won't trust him with the tenth step. So he wants you to take that step first, for sure. And so it, focusing on the here and now will help mm-hmm. with discouragement. Yeah, definitely. Another practical way to help you fight discouragement, which is kind of sound very similar to my first point is do things that make you happy throughout the day while staying productive and so what I mean by that is it's kind of like a personal thing with me that I do is I actually legit this was happening to me this week I was getting so depressed at night like and it is still winter and so it's like getting dark still early you know it's mm-hmm. still like early February or yeah. mid-February whatever but um I was getting really like depressed and I'm like I normally don't. And I, granted, I was tired. I am tired. Jeff and I are going on vacation in two days. And so it's a very needed vacation. I'm so exhausted. But I was like, it feels different. You know, I'm like, what's, mm-hmm. what's going on? And, you know, I think there's, there's things that the enemy tries to bring our way. I think the enemy's trying to discourage me. But then I would notice, I'd look around, I'd be like, you know, trying to cook dinner or something and I'd be so like depressed. And then I'd be like, what am I doing? I normally have a show on or I normally have um, a podcast on that I listen to while I cook and and stuff. And I normally have like a glass of kombucha and then I'm like, why am I not doing that? And so I did it and you know what? My mood instantly got better. Yeah. And I was fine. And And I'm not saying that everything you're going through is just a glass of kombucha is the answer, right? Like that's not... That's not what I'm saying. But a lot of times, a lot of the discouragement that we feel and just kind of like down, just like, hmm, a lot of times, like you can just set up your life in a way where you do little things throughout the day that make you happy and they kind of fill in the gaps for when you can be tempted to just kind of like be discouraged because I know I get discouraged when it gets dark early and it's not that it's dark I actually like the dark it's not that I don't know what it is Mm -hmm. like seasonal effectiveness disorder whatever is a real thing you don't have to hate darkness to have it I think it's just like cold and I don't know. I almost wonder if there's something spiritual, but I think it's just the enemy trying to get me discouraged. It can be big things, but it can be little things. And I notice I just do the little things at night. I'll make sure I, I spend a little bit of time reading a book I love or, you know, just little things like that. And then I'm like, wow, you know what? I'm actually having a great time. Why was I so like discouraged and down, Mm -hmm. you know? And those things make such a big difference. And I feel like we never... Um, we never give those things the credit that they should. Like we, mm-hmm. we kind of think of ourselves as possibly being able to be like a robot. It's like, okay, well, I'm just going to be super, super productive. And then you're leaving out all this times where your mind can kind of just rest a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing that we can't just do, do, do. Like God didn't create us like that. He didn't create us to be like a robot that doesn't have mm-hmm. weaknesses and emotions and hobbies and stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's just so important that we fill up our time with those things too. It's so important. And I think I used to think I had to stop everything to do that, but you really don't. Like Mm-mm. I said, you know, like I listen to a podcast or have a show on that only I watch, you know, while yeah. I cook dinner and you know what? It's really fun. Mm-hmm. And You can do things that you enjoy while also being productive. And in fact, I definitely recommend it because otherwise you'll dread the things that you have to do and instead kind of find little ways to make it something you'll actually kind of look forward to. Like I love cooking dinner. I do love cooking though, but sometimes it's a chore. It just, it's a chore and I don't feel like it. But then I'm like, oh, I can 
listen to my listen to a podcast or watch my show or have a glass of kombucha or maybe I'm really obsessed with these red lentil rings from what Target. Is that? From Target, they're oh that? guys, I'm about to ruin Are they your life. Food? But Yes, it's okay, food. I'm it's like, food. what is a ring that's it's red like a, lentils? It's almost like a chip, but it almost looks like a little ring, but it's made of red lentils. So it's like, you know, healthy. I'm like, let's <laughs> get them. Let's get them. They're let's so good. And I get in trouble. I have to portion them out because I have no self-control with them. But I'll get like a little bit of those and some kombucha or maybe some wine. I don't know. And I'll cook dinner. And it's like. <laughs> that was fantastic. Pour the wine in the. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oops. But, you know, it's just so important to do things you love in the midst of the things you have to do because the enemy wants you to see your responsibilities as like the problem in Mm -hmm. your life. The problem with that is that you're always going to have responsibilities. So we might as well find ways to enjoy, you know, it might not mean we always love the responsibilities, but we can find ways to look forward to it to where we're enjoying something at the same time. And again, it just kind of helps bring joy into your life because joy is so important. Yeah. We talked about that recently and I was specifically talking about how the five days a week where I would kind of just, just focus on work and focus on mm. productivity. And I was like, but you know what? Friday night's coming. Yep. And then Friday Alicia's night. weekend bath time. Yeah, my Friday night. And guess what, guys? Guess what? What? I started taking my baths on like Mondays. Oh, what? Mondays. Because okay. I was... I don't like admitting this. Were you dreading Mondays. I was dreading Mondays, yeah. and I started dealing with like serious Sunday scaries. And it's not like I thought about Sunday scaries and I started dealing with this. It's like I was dealing with this, and I was like, "What the heck is this?" And then I started hearing about Sunday scaries. I was like, "Man, this is kind of a real, very weird thing." Yeah. And I realized with Brian one time, I was like, "This is because on Sundays." Our whole day is basically, okay, cleaning the house, right? Mm -hmm. You're trying to get the house clean from the crazy week that you just had so that it can Mm -hmm. be clean going into Monday. We're like making a dinner. Everything's like preparing you for the work week. Everything's preparing you. And it's a lot of just like responsibilities, which Mm -hmm. responsibilities aren't a bad thing. But when they're all shoved into the same time period and there's nothing exciting to look forward to. It can become a very heavy day and you're just like, man, I just have to do all this stuff today. So I'm trying to kind of drizzle some fun into the beginning times of my week because now on Sundays, I actually am thinking about, I'm like, you know what? I get to take like a long bubble bath and read my book tomorrow night. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, it is fun. You really got to do that. Jeff and I, I'm obsessed with Panda Express. Um, We used to kind of have this thing where it was like Sunday night was Panda night. Like that's like what we would get every Sunday night. And um, we kind of have stopped a little bit because we're trying to eat a little healthier. <laughs> I actually like getting at Trader Joe's the like beef and broccoli. Have you had that? Um, it's in the frozen no, section. but Brian has and I think he it's really likes so it. It's so good. Yeah. So I'll stock up on those <laughs> and make that for dinner on Sunday night. And so finding something to enjoy mm-hmm. like that because like Asian food, oh my gosh, so good. And um, do that. And then also for me, Saturdays are when I get a lot of my have-tos done. Yeah. Which is um, nice because then... For me, like cleaning like, or grocery yeah. shopping or things like that because that way Sunday, I try to keep more as a day of rest. And then if I do stuff, it's more out of fun. Like if I work on editing a podcast or if I work on a video or an article, it's like, oh, I'm kind of getting inspired and I can kind of do it a little bit. But it's mm-hmm. not like, oh, I, I have to work on it because I've put off all this work till exactly. now. And that's like, oh, the week's yeah. about to come and so I have to get this done. Yeah. Like that's what happens on Sundays if you're just putting it off. Yeah, no, don't put it off. For sure. <laughs> um, so another thing that I was thinking about when I was trying to, um, you know, like 
how do you deal with discouragement? You know, practical ways. I found this verse in Exodus, and it's Exodus 13, 3. Moses said to the people, Remember this day in which you went out from Egypt, from the house of slavery, for by a powerful hand the Lord brought you out from this place. And I know we said the points weren't very spiritual, but when I read that... Felicia's <laughs> points are spiritual. So. I was like, oh, this isn't spiritual. What are you talking about? This is all spiritual, okay? This is all spiritual. Everything is. Um, but the thing that stuck out to me was the remember this day in which you went out from Egypt. And the reason I say that is because I realized a lot of times when I was dealing with discouragement, I was like, man, nothing is working out right. You know, I keep trying to do all this stuff Mm. and I feel like nothing is going the way I want it to. And that's when I realized, um, you know, maybe looking back and seeing how God's kind of been faithful in your life in the past can be so powerful and can give you that hope. Because if you're just looking at all the stuff that's going wrong at the moment, it can it it will be discouraging. Yeah. I, I think about an illustration of like two kids, right? And one of them's really well behaved, and then the other one is like crazy and like acting up all the time. If you're babysitting or something, or your parent, and it's like all you can focus on in that moment is that kid because they're mm-hmm. like going crazy instead of like you know being able to appreciate. Oh, look at this kid, so well behaved, and yeah. that's kind of with our the life. The well behaved kid <laughs> always gets overlooked. <laughs> the well behaved kid, and this that's like the thing. You know, I feel like a lot of times God's faithfulness in our life gets overlooked because we'll be praying for something, it'll come to pass, and then like we notice another issue come up and we're like, oh my goodness, all these issues. Mm -hmm. And so just taking that time, like God said, to remember his faithfulness, remember Mm -hmm. where you came from, and that'll give you hope to be like, okay, God has been faithful in the past, he'll be faithful again. All right, guys, we are starting (laughs) a new segment here on the podcast that we're really excited about, aren't we, Felicia? I'm really excited. You know what it feels like? I feel like I'm on like deal or no deal. Deal or no deal. (laughs) Or more like Jeopardy, probably. So no money is at stake. No money. I don't make any money. No, we don't make any money. We just have to go through the stress. So this is going to be a little Q&A time. And so So we each prepared some questions that we're going to ask the other person about this topic. And so if you have any questions, leave them in the comments below and we'll discuss it. But uh, yeah, we both kind of tried to think of some questions that either people might have or maybe that like we would have or like how would we put ourselves in like what advice would we give basically to people in this situation. So we can't say that this advice is going to be perfect, but... (laughs) Here we go. We're going to start this conversation. Yeah. So I will be asking the first question. Especially Felicia's since in the hot it's seat. completely unprepared. So. Completely unprepared. We have not prepared each other for these questions. So my first question for you, Felicia. Oh, okay. Jeff, help me write these. That's great. Now it feels like two against one. I know, right? It is. It is. All right. So thinking about fighting discouragement. Okay. So kind of thinking about like people who... Maybe when they get discouraged, they kind of give themselves little pep talks and it kind of gets them through little by little and then it mm-hmm. happens again and they get through it. But you give yourself enough pep talks, eventually it kind of feels like it's not enough anymore and everything is kind of coming down on you hard. So it says in the Bible that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Mm-hmm. So what would you tell someone whose heart is feeling sick? Like you've, you've, you've been giving yourself yeah. pep talks over and over again. It's getting you through, but you kind of feel like all the discouragement is coming down on you so hard that just a pep talk won't do it anymore. And your heart feels like it's just been disappointed. What would you say to someone feeling like that? I honestly feel like that's probably a good sign that it's time to 
give it to God, you know, like kind of just rest mm-hmm. at that point. Because if we're putting all this effort in and we're trying to fight discouragement from a place of like just kind of our flesh, that's what it sounds like. And I've done it before, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, okay, well, just remember this and re- you're like all this stuff that is just basically us trying to get ourselves through. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes in those moments where we have nothing else to say, we just need a rest because it says in the word that like Jesus is um, praying for us when we don't know what to pray for, right? Mm-hmm. So if Jesus is praying for us when we don't know what to pray for, Jesus is fighting for us. Jesus is making a way for us mm-hmm. when we don't, you know, when we don't know what to do next. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like if we're discouraged about something, maybe it's because it's coming, maybe it's a, a like a kind of a, I don't want to say like a godly discouragement because he doesn't bring discouragement, but it could be just him saying, you know, this isn't the right move. Like, mm-hmm. obviously if it's a health thing, it's like, I'm trying to lose this right. weight. I'm trying to be healthy in this area. That's obviously going to be a good thing. But maybe if it's something like a career, mm-hmm. right? In your life. Like a holy dissatisfaction. You're feeling dissatisfied yeah. and you're like, I don't know why nothing's working and I'm mm-hmm. feeling discouraged. It's like maybe God's telling you to take a little bit of a break mm-hmm. from it and kind of refocus on him and find out if this is even something mm-hmm. that he's wanting you to do. Mm-hmm. Or if you're just kind of making it up and like following your own pursuit. Yeah. <laughs> and no, that's why that's it feels really so good. draining. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I like what you said. Just kind of like giving it to God when you done all you can Mm -hmm. um it might mean that you've kind of come to the end of yourself yeah and so just kind of realizing all right god there must be something deeper going on here show me yeah exactly we can't um do anything without him Mm -hmm. yeah for sure (laughs) all right (laughs) are you ready for these questions i'm ready only one question so i it's it's tough because i actually feel like we talked about this a little bit um but Sometimes we could be dealing with discouragement, like the kind of the stuff that we've been talking about. But how do you know and how can you tell um, if discouragement is just something that like the enemy's throwing at you or if it's more of like a dissatisfaction that's coming from God? Mm. Like, what do you feel like is some things that you can go by? Mm. That's really good. Um, Because, yeah, it's important to know (laughs) the difference. I think the first thing... Um, if someone's like trying to understand if what they're feeling is, you know, from the enemy or possibly from God, um, I think kind of like what you just said before, um, realize like what it's causing in your, in your heart, because if it's causing like fear and stress and anxiety, then I would say it's safe to say that's not coming from God. That's really good. Um, he doesn't teach us through those things, right? Like he, he guides us by his peace. Mm -hmm. And so if it is like a holy dissatisfaction and he's trying to lead you somewhere, he's going to do that through peace. So you might be feeling a little discouraged in what you're doing, but you're going to have like peace when you think about the other things or when he kind of leads you. And so it's going to be yeah. more guided by peace. Whereas if it's the enemy, I think you're just going to kind of feel tired and yeah. discouraged and like, why try? If it's kind of depleting and you of energy. about yourself. Insecurity, in those things. Yeah. fear, um, uncertainty, like these kinds of things are not from God. And I think, um, again, just going back to um, praying about it, and just really being open to God. I think sometimes, like you said, we have our plans. We have the things we want to do. Are we open to God? Because sometimes we go, all right, God, um, I'm praying about the situation. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to do A or do you want me to do B? Yeah. And God's like, well, what about what about C? C? You know, it's like, are we open? <laughs> That's so good. To his plans. You know, we were talking about vision boards. And it's like good to have a plan. Jeff and I have 
things we want to do in life. We have dreams. We have aspirations. We know what kind of life we want to live. But kind of like what we're talking about, like my five-year, 10-year plan in high school was pathetic compared to what God has done in my life. I'm so (laughs) glad it didn't happen. Yeah. So we have a vision, but we're like, all right, God, but you direct us Mm -hmm. because I know what you have is going to be greater than what we can see. And maybe it's like we're going in the right direction, but the way there is going to be different than we think. And we get so fixated on our plans and then discouragement comes. Yeah. But God was like, I never said that that was how it was going to happen, but that doesn't mean the dream is dead. And so I think kind of just spending time in prayer and making sure that your heart is open to him and that you're not bringing in discouragement because you're creating all these expectations of exactly Mm. what's supposed to happen. Um, because that's just not going to lead to anything good. Mm -hmm. Um, but also, so when it is the enemy, you know, you can draw on the Holy spirit. I pray in tongues, honestly, when I'm feeling, when I, when I feel like it's the enemy, um, or I just feel like I don't know what to do and my strength is being depleted. I just pray in tongues. And it's kind of like what you said, you're praying in an unknown language. Your, your spirit is praying. Yeah. And when you don't know what to pray, you just pray in tongues. And so I think that that can really help. And so, um, yeah, those are just some things I would do. Pray in tongues, maybe journal and like ask God questions, make sure your heart is open, um, to what he has for you and just continue to focus your mind on him and good teaching, good podcasts, and um, just good, fill yourself up with good things because then that will guide you and direct you rather yeah. than any negative emotions that you yeah. feel. I was not ready for that answer. That was so good. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so glad. I'm like, I think we should keep these here. We should keep so them every just single, all the time. Okay. <laughs> what does this remind me of? There's something that like, there's a show or something like, oh, I, I oh, it's something I feel like it's like Pam or something. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Oh, Karen Filippelli, right? Filippelli. Jim throws a grenade, a pretend grenade. She's like, I'm so glad you knew what I was talking like, about. I'm like, whatever. Because <laughs> you don't like Jim Karen. and Pam. <laughs> Jim anyway. and Pam. Okay. For life. Enough um, uh, pushing this off, Felicia. I have another question you for you. You have another question. Yeah, we, you said we had two. Okay, I guess so. But you have other, another one. I do. It's uh, maybe something we already discussed, but that's okay. Okay. Well, okay. then I guess I'm just really Bring prepared. it to me. Bring it to As, me. <laughs> you're the one who created the question, so you can't be upset if I have easy questions. <laughs> All right. So my next question for you, Felicia, is in the Christian sphere especially, we have this culture where we're only supposed to be speaking positive. How do you honestly share your discouragement without sounding like you're getting into unbelief? Hmm. Well, I think the first thing is, is that this might be the wrong answer, honestly, but I feel like maybe we shouldn't be so worried about showing unbelief to people mm-hmm. because everyone struggles with unbelief. And if we're just trying to um, just seem like we're perfect, like it's actually more discouraging to other people because they're like, oh, I must be the only one that's dealing with unbelief, right? right like yeah. Jesus wants us to ask those questions when we're doubting. He wants us to come to him and mm-hmm. and like, you know, dig deeper into his word and dig deeper into his faithfulness instead of just being like, oh, well, I shouldn't be thinking that way. I'm just Mm going to avoid it because it's kind of just going to fester. Oh, absolutely. We really do have like, it's one thing to be like, okay, I don't want to just like unburden myself and just, you know, kind of just spew all this negativity. 
But there's a difference between that and just sharing your heart with someone. And yeah. I do, I agree. I think we need to not be so afraid of looking like we're in unbelief mm-hmm. because it's a facade a lot of times. It I is. mean, you know, those people that are like, well, you know, praise God, I'm, I'm doing great by faith. I'm, it's like, look, I get it. Okay? I get it. Yeah. I'm a Christian too. I get it. But how are you, you know, uh-huh. and maybe you don't do that with everyone. Yeah. You know, maybe you have those, those few friends, your spouse, maybe a couple of really close friends, maybe an older person that kind of is like a mentor. Like those are the people that I think you should, you should be able to be honest with. Mm -hmm. Um, and just not, yeah, worry so much about looking like you're in unbelief. It's like, oh wait, oh no, I have unbelief. Like we all do. Yeah, exactly. We all have unbelief. It's okay. It's not, it's not like it's going to make you dirty or something yeah. I don't know it's it makes me think like, like a that lesser verse, Christian cry with those like weep with those who weak laugh with those who laugh it's like yes. if we're if we're not ever able to be vulnerable with people we have to act like we're always mm-hmm. you know having a great day how are you supposed to weep with those who are weeping mm-hmm. like how are you supposed to have that connection with somebody if everything has to be positive it's so true. but I do think like the question is really good like because you're asking basically not being not like how do you know when it's gone too far and you're just like Mm -hmm. spewing and like just being negative and I think you can tell when you kind of are getting to that place in your heart when you're having those conversations almost yeah Yeah, it's like with like stuff maybe just if somebody or if your anger is starting to rise yeah like (laughs) okay like (laughs) where do you what are you feeling literally what are you feeling in your heart when you're having those conversations are you feeling like there's still peace are you feeling like they're like you're just talking to mm-hmm. actually get help? Or are you starting to feel anxiety? Are you mm-hmm. starting to yeah. feel bitter at the at whatever situation yeah, you're talking about? That's good. It's like if those feelings are what's leading you, yeah. then you know it's probably time to like Might all be right, time pull it back. <laughs> pull in the reins a bit. I yeah. know like with Jeff, because it's so easy for me to let loose with Jeff sometimes, you know, like if I'm complaining or you know, I'm like, oh well, I'm just sharing what's going on. It's so easy for me to cross over into that territory and into I think the dark side. To the dark side. <laughs> And I think for me, I notice when that happens is when I I stop talking about how I feel or like what I'm thinking or what I'm going through and I transition into assuming what other people are thinking, assuming other people's intentions. Well, they knew what they were doing. Well, Mm -hmm. they're just doing this because dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And then it's like when I start assuming... I've like crossed over into the line of judge and that's not my place. And then I realize I'm going too far. Now I'm not just talking about my discouragement, but I'm accusing people of things that I have no idea of. For sure. And I think that for me, that's what I'm like, okay, I need to, Yeah. I'm not in the right headspace. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so I do have another right, question last for question. you. Okay. Okay, so the thing with this question is that I feel like we've talked about this, but I was still kind of curious because you might have another answer for me. Okay. So what did you do to push through the last time you felt discouraged? Ooh. Like what What was like a, maybe a practical thing? You talked about some of them. Was, was there yeah. anything specifically the last time you felt discouraged? Um, I mean... And we're talking about like, kind of like small discouragement, right? Yeah. 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 So for me, honestly, I mean like the legit last time I was cooking and I was like, why am I depressed? And then I'm like, oh, let me turn on my show. Yeah, yeah. Pour some kombucha. And I did that and I was great. Another thing that helps me is I do uh, like to do a workout. And for me... um, That helps so much for me. It does. I literally, because I've been working out like right after work and it kind of helps me mentally transition to non-work mode because mm-hmm. I work from home so that's really difficult to do yeah but um but it's like I never I do not want to work out especially this time of year when it's still t- when it's like dark out um I don't want to work out but then like when I do it 
oh my gosh, I am like, I can conquer anything. <laughs> like, I feel I'm so, so much better. Happy. And it's yeah. like, not just like I have energy, which I do, but it actually legit changes my mood, which we know that workout makes you release endorphins, endorphins make you happy. Yeah. But it's like a real thing. And mm-hmm. so, I would say some practical things are like moving your body in some way, exerting is exerting it. Cause I get mentally tired from work because my work is very creative, like yeah. in the mental state, <laughs> not physically. And um, yeah. so sometimes I'm so mentally drained that it helps if I can like physically exhaust myself. And both Jeff and I also have noticed that when we really struggle with things, we're frustrated, we're discouraged and we do a workout. Like I'm talking like 20 minute kickboxing or hit or something, nothing crazy, just short and, and, and intense. We're like, why am I so frustrated? Like yeah. life is great. Like, yeah, we'll get through this. It and it's like, so true. Like that totally, happens to me every time, every time. Yeah. And so that's why I prioritize working out. It's like, yeah, I want to be fit. I want to, you know, take care of my body. But it's like, for me, I'm like, okay, I know I will have a great evening if I work out. And yeah. so I don't know, maybe trying like some of that, um, doing the little things that you love. Like I said, maybe just flip on a show while you're cleaning. I love having like old Disney movies on when I clean the house. That is nice. I love that. It's like you basically become Cinderella. I basically am Cinderella in that moment. So that's why I love it. But anyway, yeah, just kind of finding little ways to bring a little bit of joy um, into your life. I think it just instantly will will help. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope it gave you some practical ways to fight discouragement. And the most important thing is to just remember that you're really not alone. We all go through this. We're all feeling it. And the enemy wants you to feel isolated, mm-hmm. like you're the only one dealing with this, yeah. but you're not. And so feel free to message us and reach out to us. We want to hear your thoughts and we want to hear some of the ways that you guys fight discouragement. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, then be sure and subscribe to this podcast so that you can see all of the episodes that we have coming your way very soon. Yes. And if you didn't know, we also have an Instagram and Facebook, so feel free to check us out on there. And remember this week, have courage and be kind.